Welcome back to the Elite Level Cross Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Ross Mondello. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about lacrosse being included in the 2028 Summer Olympics. An announcement came out about two weeks ago. The IOC voted to include lacrosse in the 2028 Summer Olympics that will be held in L.A., This gives the sport a a tremendous platform um, at the world level and continues to help and support the growth um, and visibility of this sport um, that has really grown tremendously um, since I actually started playing the sport. Um, Back when I was a child and I grew up um, on Long Island, lacrosse was big. Um, It was one of the bigger sports in the area. Um, I just remember days of growing up, going to see Hofstra play, um, you know, going to Hofstra, UNC games. Um, Then just as, you know, I was growing up, I got opportunities to go see um, the New York Saints, the indoor team, um, which played at the Coliseum, which was about a town away from where I grew up. Um, Then as I went off to college and played college lacrosse, um, my kind of my final years um, as a player, um, the MLL jumped onto the scene. Um, and it was a tremendous opportunity, again, just for kids and players growing up to see that the ability to play professionally was was now something that was relevant. It was present. It was, it was a dream that kids could have. Um, and it was such a platform for our sport. You know, and then you just continue to see the growth of lacrosse in, in both areas. Um, you see the growth at, in the men's game, um, but the growth has been absolutely tremendous um, for the women's side. You see just constantly there are announcements almost yearly where one to two new colleges or, or, or universities are picking up the sport. Um, you look at just the landscape of club teams, um, you know, being somebody that, that currently lives in New Hampshire, um, to see the growth of, of a small state like New Hampshire have three um, really solid um, boys, youth club programs. Um, and then you see it on the, on the women's side as well. Um, you see, again, several club programs just in New Hampshire that are, are very solid, that are committing a lot of players and not just committing them to Division One, but Division Two and Three. Um, you see states like New ha- uh, Massachusetts um, that are absolutely blowing up um, with the number of participants playing the sport. You have hotbeds um, continuing to be hotbeds, but you have places like Florida and California um, that are now dominant hotspots for, you know, top talent in the country. Um, States like Texas, you go out to out west to places like Washington State and Oregon, um, where, you know, we see a lot of college players over the last couple of years coming from certain pipelines in that area. Um, You know, you have the Ohio's and the Michigan's that have a lot of talent as well. Um, So lacrosse is really growing. And for it to now hit um, the world level, um, and not just the world level, you know, it's been a world game for for a while now. Um, You've had the field game, you um, we're going to talk a little bit about the the indoor world championships as well, um, in a few moments. But you see the sport growing at the, at the world level. But now the Olympics is a whole nother ball game. It's a whole nother level. Um, the the platform that this sport can now be on, um, the pedestal that it is now going to sit on, um, is something for for everyone to see. Um, you know, the the hopefully 
the 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 games are televised i hopefully you know you have games where you know you have some of these these countries that you know are up and coming in emergent countries um you know like the italy's the ireland's um you know you have countries like australia that are going to hopefully get you know more visibility because australia um has has had the game of lacrosse for a long time um you know, you have Asian countries, European countries. Um, you know, a lot of these teams also come over um, certain periods of the of the year um, to play and and to practice over in the states and play some of the college teams. Um, you know, you've had Team England, you've had Germany. The, these teams have come over um, and and scrimmaged and played against you know some of the college programs. Um, you have countries from Asia. I know uh, Japan has come over and played teams like Hofstra um, in scrimmage. Images. And I think this is just great for the sport. Um, you know, when you look at it, lacrosse was the last a medal sport in 1908. Um, it was a medal sport for two, you know, two Olympics, 1904 and 1908. Um, and then it was a demonstration sport, you know, in the years 1928, 1932 and 1948. Um, so it's been a long time since this game um, has been at the Olympic level. Um, and it's, it's going to be very different. I know a lot of listeners, um, are probably aware of the style, um, of play and, and the name of the game. It's not the, it's not the field game. It's not the box game. It's the sixes game. Um, it's, it's kind of a hybrid of, of both concepts, um, that kind of blend nicely together, um, for a really exciting game. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of the things, you know, and and I think, you know, as as a fan, you know, I I look at how and why sixes was kind of the the way that the sport could get into the Olympics. You know, the the vision and the goals that you know the IOC and the committees have um, is is not going to be a sport that we see, you know, at at the college level um, for both men's and women's. Um, it's not a style that we would see from, you know, the professional level um, and solely just because the rosters are, are too big. You know, the the IOC and the committee was is looking for sports that are are quicker. Um, they are on a shorter field. They are, you know, not sports that have 25 to 30 roster spots. Um, so sixes solves and checks a lot of those boxes um, for the Olympic Committee. Um, and then you just couple that with, you know, the, the growth of the professional game, the growth of, you know, the college game and and the growth of the youth game. You know, the where we see you know, this sport really growing is at the youth level. Um, You see it at the club level. You see it now where, you know, about, you know, 14, 15 years ago when I first started coaching at the club level, um, you know, there, there were not as many teams as there are now. And then you also look at a lot of clubs that, you know, really only had maybe one team, maybe, you know, two teams per age group or per graduating year. Um, now, in some cases, some c- club programs have, you know, four, even five um, teams at each age group. Um, and that is just a significant, you know, you know, sign that this sport is growing and it is really growing at the youth level. So many more kids are playing it. 
Um, you know, when we look at sixes, it, it made its debut, you know, at the World Games in 2022 in Alabama. Um, Canada ended up winning both gold at the, for the men's and women's. Um, U.S. ended up winning silver for both men's and women's. Um, and, you know, when we look at, you know, the field level or the field play and the field game, you know, typically it is Canada and U.S. kind of going back and forth. Um, you know, it, it, it could go either way at almost every year. Both of those teams, you know, in, in the world field games, you know, and especially you look at like the last two, um, U.S. has won both. But it is, U.S. Has, ha- has had to go through an absolute monster of a Canadian team. Um, you know, and then you see, you know, the Hananoshi, who are, you know, a, a tremendous team as well. You have, you know, Australia, Israel, you know, and then there are a lot of the European and Asian teams that are really growing. Um, so I think just the the blend of game um, is going to be something that, you know, I think the, the, the common fan um, is going to really enjoy. Um, I think the lacrosse fan is, it can really jump on board with. Um, and the way that it's, it's growing, um, it's, it's going to be something by 2028 that is, is something that most parents, fans, players um, really understand what the game is, what the game is about. Um, and it's not a hard sport, you know, and style to, to follow along with. Um, you know, the one thing that I notice is especially with, you know, being on, on, a, on the opposite sideline sometimes um, during, during summer games or even town games is a lot of parents just don't understand what that call was. Why was he able to do that? Why can't he do that? Um, I think with the sixes, it's going to simulate some 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 basketball type play, um, which we see a lot in box. Um, you're going to see a lot of, you know, uneven situations, which will be familiar to a lot of hockey fans. Um, and it's going to just be up and down. And I think, you know, hopefully the rules are very simplified and, you know, fans and, that are seeing this sport maybe for the first time or just starting to follow the sport, um, parents that didn't play the sport can understand and follow along with it. You know, when we look at the national level, currently there's about 90 member nations um, that are participating in, the, in world lacrosse. Um, you know, and the World Lacrosse Committee is really hoping to exceed 120 by 2028 uh, when, you know, this sport is going to be, you know, on the platform and be there for the Olympic Games, um, you know, and reading some articles, you know, and I thought this was really interesting that typically Olympic sports will somewhere get between a 15 to 25% increase in participation um, following the Olympics. So this, this should be, you know, great for the game. I think, you know, over the last, you know, five to 10 years, you, you've really seen this sport grow a lot. Um, you saw it grow a lot, again, as we mentioned, the club level and the youth level, but now with the professional game the way that it is, um, you also see the indoor game, um, the professional indoor game, the NLL, um, is, is really, a, a, a seems to be a stable um, professional league. You know, it's grown quite a bit since, you know, its first inception. You know, when I was watching games with the New York Saints um, and, and the Boston Blazers, you know, though there, there, 
there was, you know, some, it was, it was really exciting games, very physical. Um, and it's good to see that the, the amount of teams that they have in the league now has grown. Um, and, and it seems to be a very solid, stable uh, league right now. Um, so really, you know, I think getting to the Olympic Games, the growth of this sport, you know, should increase. Um, and I think it, it, it would, I think, just on its own, but this is going to definitely help a lot. You know, when we look at this style, the sixes style, it, it is going to be a blend of the outdoor and, and the indoor game. Um, when we look at the outdoor world games, U.S. has won the two, just recently, this past summer, the 2023 World Games. Um, so they are the defending um, outdoor world game champions. Um, you know, they won this past year in San Diego um, in a, a very impressive manner um, against a very good Canadian team. You know, they're also coming off of a 2018 victory as well at the World Games. You know, and if we go back to 20, uh, 2002, U.S. has won four um, outdoor World Game championships where can the Canadians have won two. But it could honestly go the other way. Um, there are a lot of close games, a lot of tight games. You know, the last two World Games um, were tremendous. Um, and that's one reason why I am so excited to see this game at the Olympic level because, they're, they're, you know, my son and, and daughter are very young. Um, but they enjoy watching it. And honestly, there is nothing better than watching Team USA and Team Canada just absolutely going after it. Um, you know, it is physical. It is aggressive. It is a it's just a different type of game. Um, there's a lot of pride, you know, obviously for each player in the country that they're representing. A lot of these players know each other from college, you know, or playing in the pros, um, playing at you know, the outdoor pro league or the indoor pro league. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, uh, aggression that goes into those games and a lot of physicality that you see. Um, and I'm glad that this, that, that these teams and, and others as well are going to have an opportunity to play the game, you know, at the highest level. Um, and it, it's, it's something that's incredible. You know, when you look at it, um, you know, the women are also coming, you know, off of winning the championship in 2022. Um, and when you look at the last, you know, 46 world championships, U.S. has won gold 34 times. And that includes um, men's, women's, the, the U21s, you know, the different championships that they have for the outdoor game. Um, when we look at, at the indoor game, you know, the World Indoor Championship, it, it was first held in 2003. Um, so fairly, fairly new. Um, Canada's won all five gold medals. Um, and that is, you know, a, a significant impact. You know, it, it's significantly impacted by the, the way that they play the game in Canada. You know, the, a lot of them, a lot of the players that come from Canada are used to playing box lacrosse growing up. It is something that they typically, you know, play yearly. Um, where, you know, in the U.S., it's, it's more field, um, you know, you're on that bigger field, you know, it's, it's, it's the bigger field, but, you know, the Canadians are used to those indoor type atmospheres where, you know, the box style, you know, is something that they, you know, have traditionally played and you see that in their style, you know, um, it, it's no, it's not anything that, you know, most coaches, you know, at the highest level of college across realize that, 
you know, the shooting accuracy of most Canadians is much better than your U.S. players. Um, it is just something that, you know, their accuracy, their efficiency, you know, the twister type shot is something that, you know, you'd see a lot in a box style lacrosse player. Um, you know, those inside finishes, um, you know, you see a lot of that from the Canadian player. Um, also, a lot of the offensive styles that are now being picked up in, in the field game are coming from different sets, different styles, um, different types of play that you would see in box lacrosse. You know, box lacrosse, a, a lot of times you will get a lot of two-man games. You'll get those, you know, shallow cuts. You'll get those off-ball picks, on-ball picks. Um, you'll have a lot of cycling. And, and that came from, you know, the indoor game and is now utilized in, you know, you see it almost consistently throughout a college lacrosse game. You see, you know, that those styles of play, you know, where it's been impacted by the indoor game, um, you know, and so when you look at that, you see that the U.S., you know, in the indoor championships has won five bronze medals. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the success that the U.S. has had, you know, at, on at the field level and, the, and the, with the field game and how the Canadians have been just absolutely dominant in the in the indoor championships. You know, where do they meet for the the sixes style lacrosse, um, you know, the world lacrosse committee developed sixes, you know, for a lot of reasons, you know, we talked about some of them, um, and we'll get into more later, but their, their main goal was really establishing a, a global sport, something that, you know, all countries could play, um, that all players could play, um, that, you know, men and women could play, you know, you could, you could see it in both sides. And it was a, a style of play that could fit, you know, both the men's and women's game. Um, because, you know, for, for most of us, you know, I have a son and a daughter and, you know, the two games couldn't be, you know, they couldn't be any different. Um, you know, a lot of just the, the, the style of play, the, the rules, it's, it's very different. So I think sixes brings those two sports a little bit closer to being, you know, one sport, um, where, you know, you see it with basketball, you know, uh, a college basketball game, you know, a men's college game and a women's college game, um, they're very, very similar in, in style. Um, so establishing sixes was really for a glo to, to create a global sport. Um, it's a grassroots participation. So really they're trying to get more young players to, to play this sport and getting it at the world level and, and, and in the Olympics is something that hopefully will, will create more um, youth seeing the game and wanting to participate. Um, you'll also have the, you know, national championships, you know, world championships, world cup style format is something that their goal was to, to have this almost like a world cup style format with, you know, different pools. You have, you know, the sixes world series that hopefully will be played annually each year. Um, and there'll be a, a, a world championship or a world lacrosse sixes championship um, with the focus of that being in 2026. You know, the, the, the World Lacrosse Committee wants to really work closely with these national teams and support coaches and the strategies and developments that these coaches and players will have to go through. And then growing that out, you know, 
um, to the youth level, to having opportunities for youth players, middle school players and high school players to play it. Um, you know, last winter, my son got to play in a, in a sixes tournament that was held indoors in the winter. Um, and he thought it was fantastic. Um, he was, you know, up and down, having fun, engaged in the game. Um, and, and, and he really enjoyed it. You know, he was a little hesitant at first because he thought, you know, with you know, the way that it was played, it was in, you know, it had like hockey boards. Um, and he kind of thought, you know, you could hit people up into the boards, kind of like hockey. And just understanding the game, you know, I think at the youth level, you know, players will understand you, you're not going to put somebody into the boards. Um, it's <laughs> a little bit more, you know, free flowing lacrosse where, you know, you're not going to do that. Um, and when we see sixes, you know, it's out on a field and, and really there's just an out of bounds line. And if you step out, you're out. Um, there are no boards there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, you know, it's really supporting the growth of this sport. Also helping to reduce gaps between the elite and the emerging nations. Um, and I think the the committee thought, you know, putting this sixes style play in um, was going to be something that could support, you know, all countries and give them an opportunity to, to grow the sport, uh, to grow this style and to be competitive. You know, it, it's not fun if it's constantly Canada, U.S. Um, you know, more nations should have a chance um, at, at winning a medal um, or and even winning a gold medal. So I think that, you know, their goal here is to help to reduce that gap where you don't have these elite teams that are just constantly winning. You know, you don't have these elite countries that are, you know, just dominant for decades. Um, and then, you know, their initiative, the 4M initiative is just more players, more places, more programs and more purpose. Um, so really, this is kind of an all inclusive type type uh, game. And and also, you know, you can't, you know, not talk about this, but the um, the media attention um, that the sport will get is going to be very impactful for to help with the growth of this sport. Um, so it should be more media attention. You know, you're going to have a lot of lacrosse outlets covering it. You know, um, you may have outfits like, you know, Sports Illustrated with an article in there. Um, you may see it on ESPN. Um, and we know, you know, platforms like ESPN have had more lacrosse highlights as, as the years have gone on um, just because the game is such a beautiful game and there's, you know, amazing plays each and every weekend. Um, so, you know, when we get into the sixes, just talking about the style, you know, it is a six V six, five field players and one goalie. Um, it is a combination of the box and the field game. Um, and they're going to have an international calendar of events. We're going to talk at the end of the episode about some of those events. Um, in 2018, a committee was really formed to kind of talk about how to get this game to a place that the IOC, the Olympic Committee, could support and could move forward into the games. Um, and really, it came down to cost, team size, and field size. Um, so, you know, when we break down and we talk about just some of the, the nuances and the rules of the game and some of the things that you would see in a sixes game, um, it really, 
you know, for the Olympic Committee, they are they're they're looking for, you know, sports that aren't going to take up, you know, a a full football field that is not going to be a roster of 25 to 30 players um, and will hopefully keep the cost down, you know, and we'll get into some of it as well. But the games themselves should take, you know, an hour, you know, somewhere around an hour um, of play. And that's really helpful, you know, when you're blocking out um, TV time and you're, you're looking at, you know, ad revenue and you're, you're looking at bringing in sponsorships, you know, having an hour block, um, you know, suits the, the, the TV and the networks. Um, it also supports, you know, getting in more games um, it, and having a small field size you can have multiple fields um, and and really not have to build, you know, this massive complex just for lacrosse. Um, so really, the IOC committee was really looking to reduce that cost um, and and keep the team size down as well as the field size. You know, in 2020, rules of the game were announced. Um, and we're going to kind of get into some of those rules, you know, with the game, with the sixes game, you're going to see a 30 second shot clock. You're going to see games that are played um, in four quarters and eight minute quarters um, at that. The goalies will initiate play after goals are scored. Um, draws and faceoffs will only occur um, at the start of each quarter. You know, the field size is going to be smaller. It's a 70 by 36 size field. Um, the flow of the game is really tempo driven um, and speed driven. So it is a game um, that is, you know, you know, we have heard the slogan run and gun. Um, this is run and gun style lacrosse. This is getting up and down um, at a quick, fast pace. Um, and and it's, a, it's a fun pace for, for people that play it. Um, everyone plays both sides of the field. So there is, you know, another emphasis of trying to, and, and it's been, it's been happening for years now. Um, you know, when I was coaching at the college level, you know, we would focus on drills that, you know, a lot of drills that the offense and defense would do together. Um, you know, we wouldn't have just the offense go against the defense. We would have it mixed um, to give those poles, those defensive players, you know, touches to get the ball in their stick, to force them to make quick decisions. Um, you know, and and really with with the sixes game, it really is something that, you know, the players you know, there isn't a specific position for them. You know, you're basically a runner. You're, you're running up and down. You're playing both ends of the field. You know, substitutions are made on the fly. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look similar to how, you know, your substitution patterns are, you know, in like a hockey game, you know, without the boards. Um, you know, players are probably going to, you know, push for, you know, 45 seconds, you know, up and down the field two to three times, you know, before they sub out. Um, but again, players are playing both ends of the field. So you're going to have to be a player that, you know, has a good, good handle down on the offensive end, has the ability to play defense, um, and understand both sides of the game. You know, rosters are going to be a lot smaller than we're typically used to. Um, you know, rosters are going to be about 12 players, which leads to just more playing time, more touches. Um, and that again is, is an, a point of emphasis of the sixes style is to get the ball in your stick, to have more touches, to give you opportunities 
um, to see different situations because um, that as a coach um, is, is incredibly valuable. Um, you know, allowing your players to see these different situations because not every situation is the same. You know, every time you touch the ball, it's going to be different. You're going to see, you know, typically a different approach. You're going to be catching the ball in a, in a different space on the field. The defense is going to be situated a little bit different. Um, you know, after, you know, one or two or three possessions, you know, they may start to, to adjust to you on ball and off ball. So they may be a little bit more physical with you. They may try to get into your body a little bit more. They may try to slide to you early on the offensive end. So those are things that, you know, as as a player in the sixes game, you know, you're going to get more touches, you're going to get more opportunities, um, and it's going to create, hopefully, you know, more learning um, and, and learning on the fly as well. You know, when that situation arises, you'll be better prepared the next time because you're going to get an adequate amount of touches, um, you know, in in the field game. You know, in some cases, you know, the ball may only in some cases move, you know, at the youth level to maybe two or three players, you know, uh, in some cases, at some age groups, you know, players are very lucky to touch the ball on the offensive end, you know, every possession. You know, it's not like in college where, you know, you're going to gain possession and, and you want the ball to maybe hit everybody before, you know, you are getting into the flow of your offense, um, or at least like as an attackman, you know, you want to touch that ball early um, and kind of test out your, your defender. Um, you may, you know, in, in sixes, the ball's going to move a lot faster. You're going to get the ball in and out of your stick quicker. Um, so it'll help to create, um, you know, better, better learning opportunities for players. Um, and in the, in the women's game, you know, there's going to be that adjustment where, you know, a defensive player cannot be penalized for entering, entering the shooting lane um, of an offensive player. The offensive player will be penalized for taking a shot without regard for the other player. Um, so that shooting space is going to be something that, you know, will be kind of interesting to watch. It'll be slightly different. Um, but again, it, it will make for, you know, quicker decisions with the ball from the from the women's players, you know, and being a little bit more patient and, and quicker ball movement. You know, the thing I think that drives me nuts when I watch my daughter's lacrosse games is the amount of times, you know, parents are yelling, go to goal, go to goal. And it really should not be go to goal. You know, with the women's game, it's such a beautiful game. You know, why can't the girls just play lacrosse? Why do they have to make one pass and immediately go to the net? So we're teaching, you know, our, our women and our girls players to be selfish, to immediately make one pass and don't even look to see if anybody else is open. Go straight to the net. Um, you know, why are we not teaching them to move the ball to an open player, to see the field, you know, and you see this at the, the women's game and at the women's level, you know, in college lacrosse, it is such a fun game to watch, um, you know, but at the youth level, it is, you know, constantly i i saw it you know in town i i see it and hear it at the you know the club level too um and i think hopefully this will allow you know women girls to see a style of game that is beautiful um it, it's fun to watch you know the 
stick skills are are impeccable. You know, their ability to do things with a stick that has, you know, really not much of a pocket, um, to have control, to, to do the different things that they can um, is, is fantastic to watch. Um, so really, those are just some of the things that we're going to see rules wise, you know, and sixes is really going to be kind of a, f- a free flowing game. Um, it's a hard game, you know to adjust on the fly because of how fast it is. You know, it's very up-tempo. It's very up and down. You know, you have a 30-second shot clock, you know, and and the field space in between the two nets is about 50 yards. So the moment that goalie makes a save or the ball goes in, the, the ball is immediately being cleared out and you're going. Um, there is no, like, basketball where you're taking the ball out, you know, underneath the basket, you know, you're get, kind of giving the defense an opportunity to drop back, to match up, you know, and see who their matchups are and to to think a little bit. It is quick. It is go, go, go. Um, you know, the focus, too, has to be offensively on better shot selection. You know, that's something, too, that you see. Um, you know, you see it from, from the men's side where, you know, sometimes players are you know, they're shooting just to shoot. They're trying to get themselves going. You know, they know if they miss, um, you know, when they're, you know, the, there's that saying, aim small, miss small. You know, if they miss it, they know somebody's going to chase it and hopefully potentially get a backup. Um, where in, in sixes, that ball, you miss that net and it goes out of bounds. It does not matter who is closest to the end line. The ball is awarded to the other team um, and, you know, the possession is going back the other way. So you hopefully will see a focus on better shot selection. Um, hopefully those bad shots that equal turnovers will be something that the players will think of and, and have in the back of their mind. Is this the best shot for, for me right now? Is this the best shot for my team? You know, it should hopefully create a little bit, you know, less selfishness and and seeing more assisted goals. Um, You know, it teaches consistency um, and also can teaches constraints. You know, this is something that, you know, I have have started implementing, you know, over the last couple years is how can I teach my players, you know, these concepts and create constraints for them, you know, whether it be field size, you know, um, you know, last year I did a drill where, you know, my team, we basically, we were working inside the girls arc and basically we were working on, you know, ball movement. So we were basically playing like keep away and the ball was spinning quickly. And basically it was a three on one and off of two passes, another defender came in and now it was a three on two. Um, So there's a second defender in there. You know, we're working on our rotations defensively. We're working on ball movement. You know, then we could even, you know, go a step further where, you know, once you made a pass, you needed to do something. So you're either passing and you're setting a pick four, you're shallow cutting through and underneath to create an open space. Um, You're setting a pick off ball. Um, And then we even got to the stage where, you know, we were three on two. And then after two more passes after that, we would add a third defenseman and see if our offensive players could make one to two passes in a tight, constrained space with, you know, 
a three-on-three situation. Um, so again, giving them these kind of constraints um, is something that you know the sixes game is going to really allow coaches to implement a lot of these things. You know, um, and and that will help when you get out into the bigger field and you have more space, you have more room. You know, those types of 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 play um, can really support players out on the field um, and and in the field game. And you see that, you know, a lot of times you'll see a lot of college lacrosse now um, is getting very condensed. It's getting very tight um, because now the offenses aren't really necessarily looking to spread the defenses out. Um, They're trying to keep them in tight and trying to get them to second guess some of their decisions because of how close they are. Um, And they're making it harder for people to read and react, you know, when, when I'm you know, making a pass to a player and he's taking a dodge that's, you know, 20 yards away from the cage, the slide and and the defense have so much time to adjust where if it's in a lot tighter, if, you know, that dodge, dodge is starting in at 15 yards or, you know, 12 yards, you know, the margin of error is, is a lot higher and it's a lot harder um, you know, to read and react because it's happening so fast. So you see that in the college game. And I think it'll be something that you see with sixes, you know, it's going to make for a really fun game because it's going to force players to, to really have to, you know, understand what it is that they're doing, be confident. Um, and again, if coaches that are teaching the sixes game, teach it with some constraints um, and give these players some some rules within the game um, and make it a little bit challenging for them where they have to think. Um, a lot of times out in the, the, you know, in the field game, there's so much space. You don't have to think. You know when I, you catch the ball and your defender is you know five to six yards off of you, you know, okay, I'm going to dodge here um, and I'm going to go straight downhill on him. <coughs> so, you know, I think this game is going to be really fun and great for the kids. Um, it also will enhance skills. <coughs> There's constant engagement. And that's the one thing, um, you know, when I was watching it, at first it looks, you know, very chaotic. Um, and at times it can be. Um, but what I like is that it engages every single player that's out on the field. You don't have the ball down at one end. And you have, you know, seven players at the other end just standing there watching, you know, and you, you see it constantly. You've got your three attack and your 3D and your goalie, and they're just standing there and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're watching, um, you know, and, and in some cases, you know, you go to a, a youth game, a high school game, a club game, um, you know, depending on the matchup, a team may never see the ball. Kids that, you know, are playing at the club level and they, you know, get out on the field and coaches are coming to watch them. You know, the other team has a dominant faceoff guy. The ball's going down the other end. And if you're an attackman, you're not getting the touches that you want. And if your team can't clear the ball, you're not getting those touches. And some coaches may never see you. So with a style like sixes, you know, you have that 30-second shot clock. And it just pushes such a fast pace that at some point, you're going to get the ball. Or at least you're going to have to, you know, play defense. You know, so you can see how the player plays defensively. You know, at the offensive end, how does this player play off ball? Because you can't be standing around. 
around. Um, if you're standing around, it's going to be easy to guard you. It's You're not really supporting and helping an offense and, and helping that offense flow. Um, so I think it just makes for a more engaged game and and more player engagement. Um, and then really focusing on the two-way player. Um, it's, it's such a fast game, you know, looking at, you know, the PLL last, uh, winter had, you know, a sixes championship, you know, and I thought the two point line was tremendous. I hope that is something that continues to stay in the rules, something that we see at, you know, the, the Olympics, because it just is one area that helps a team get back into a game. Um, you know, with the sixes, if you're up three or four, um, and there's no two-point arc, it is very hard for you to come back because in a lot of cases, it, getting a stop, goal, stop, goal, stop, goal, that isn't realistic in this game. You know, you're going to have those kind of runs. Um, in the field game, you get a lot of, you know, opportunities to go on a three-goal, four-goal run, um, you know, with the face-offs, um, with personnel, you know, with the ability to have a big-time goalkeeper that can make those saves and and a team that can clear the ball. You know, you get more opportunities if you're a team like, you know, this past year, like Notre Dame, who can ride like crazy. They can create those extra turnovers. They can get more opportunities, you know, in transition, um, in unsettled situations, and they can go on, go on runs. You know, in the sixes, there has to be these opportunities. So, you know, for teams to go on a run. So I think with the two-point line, um, you know, that helps with the uh, ability to come back. 30-second shot clock, that helps. Um, I also, I'm on the fence with, you know, not allowing penalties to release where we see that in the field game. You know, you're serving a one-minute penalty and, you know, that team that, that is man up scores, the penalty is released. In sixes, it's not released. So again, that's another opportunity where, you know, 30-second shot clock, you you may be able to get a couple possessions. You know, if you can score really early and then get a stop, you know, you're now in transition, you know, five on four, and you have numbers regardless, that's another opportunity. You know, you could end up in a man in a man up situation, you know, where you have the advantage in the power play, you can end up getting, you know, one to two and in some cases three to four goals, depending on if that two point arc is still present. You know, you can hit a couple twos and man, you are right back in into the game. Um, the goalie breakouts will happen after every goal or um, any save, which is typical. Um, goalies don't, um, you know, goals don't release um, a penalty, which we just talked about. There's 50 yards between each net. Um, and the, again, the last to touch the ball when it goes out loses possession. Um, so again, you know, in those possessions, you know, a player could get, you know, two to three possessions. It's going to be important for them, you know, in their, in their, you know, timeout on the field um, to get some high quality shots. Um, you know, when we look at some dates coming up, you know, we have the, the 2024 women's um, under 20 championship, uh, which will be in Hong Kong in, in August. Um, you've got the 2024 uh, box championship for men's and women's, which will be in Utica, New York. Um, in September, you've got in 2025, you know, the men's U20 championship in 2026, you got the women's 
championship. And then in 2026 as well, you've got the Sixes championship. Um, those locations and dates are to be determined. Um, but again, the you know, the World Lacrosse Committee is now starting to roll out, you know, some dates, some events um, that will eventually lead to, you know, the 2028 Olympic Games. Um, and it is going to be something that is incredible for this sport. You know, having two children of my own, um, you know, somebody that has seen the game just grow um, in, in a great way. I, I've loved the growth of the game. Um, but for my kids to realize now that this sport is an Olympic sport, it's something so different. It is something that it's not just, oh, well, like I can play in college. Oh, okay. You know, someday I'd love to be a professional lacrosse player. Now it's something that it, it's something different. Um, it's a whole different level when it gets to the Olympics. You know, when you think of representing your country at the Olympics, you know, for, for many athletes, there is nothing higher um, that someone could reach for or try to attain. Um, and really, when you look at it, representing your country uh, is an incredible opportunity. Um, and for the sport of lacrosse to get this, it is it is so great to see. Um, I, I really am looking forward to seeing where, um, you know, this sixes style goes. Um, I think there's definitely some some question marks that um, have popped up, will pop up, things that, you know, the committee may need to adjust or tweak. Um, I think the style being so fast is going to make it hard for commentators to commentate the game. They're used to having, you know, 20 to 30 seconds before the ball is down the, you know, um, down the other end and, you know, a shot opportunity is happening. You know, most commentators are used to the the, the field level game, the outdoor game. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they adjust because again, when you're watching a game, you're you want information. You want to know about these players. You want to know, you know, different things about them, different things about the team and the matchup um, and, and the history of the game. And you want to hear those things. Um, and hopefully that the, the speed won't be too fast for them. But again, I think, again, this is a great opportunity. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to talk about this. Um, and I hope you enjoyed our episode. We'll talk more college lacrosse, more um, professional lacrosse. And now we're talking about the World Games and, and the Olympics uh, for the sport of lacrosse. And this is a great moment for the sport. I hope you enjoyed our episode. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy uh, uh, join us next time. Um, you can find us on Facebook, um, Instagram. And um, thanks again for joining us. And we'll see you next time.